0: This episode of the 501st cast is dedicated to David Hearn, TD-24122 of Georgia Garrison, who became one with the Force last month. He now joins our other brothers and sisters who have passed on to the Hall of Eternal Legionnaires. We found the computer outlet, sir. Plug in. You should be able to interpret the entire Imperial network. (laughs) to the 501st cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion, Lucasfilm's preferred imperial costuming organization. Stay tuned to global news from the front lines of the empire as the men and women of Vader's Fist celebrate decades of promoting Star Wars, honing the art of costumes and props, and contributing to the community through charity and volunteer work. And here are your hosts. Take it away, troopers. Copy that.
1: Welcome back to the 501st cast, the official podcast of the 501st Legion Invaders Fist. This is episode 111 for July 2018, and here are your hosts, myself, Marcus, TK14057.
2: This is Nikki DZ8397.
1: And
0: I'm Joe, SL or TI, 12743.
1: The 501st Legion is currently at 13,309 members with 25,000... 679 approved costumes in the legion our newest member listed on fiberfirst.com at the time of recording is dennis ds83022 as a new kylo ren for singapore garrison in this episode we climb aboard the clone hype train march down main street usa in disneyland and celebrate tiki style at comic-con stay tuned and now a word from one of our sponsors
0: have you been arrested by Coruscanti police droids? What happened? Too many ales before getting into your air speeder? Did you get popped maybe for having some death sticks in your back pocket and you don't know how they got there? Look, not all droids are perfect. Most are created and programmed by humans. My name is Cav Yacht, Coruscant Public Defender. You need to know your rights and act on them quickly before the Chancellor takes complete control of the courts. Don't let some law enforcement droid ruin your day. Protect yourself from busybody bureaucrats with the Coruscant Public Defender. Call us at one RoboStop. robo stop That's 1-555-ROBO-STOP. Make that hollow vid call now. If you wait too long, the regional governor might take direct control of your case. And if that happens...
1: You may fire when ready.
2: What was arguably the biggest Star Wars news of the summer was announced at San Diego Comic-Con this past weekend, just in time for its 10th anniversary. It's the return of the Clone Wars. So I just loved how my feed just blew up and like everybody on my friends list was posting the video. It was it was amazing. There was like nothing else on my feed. One little blip about the new Doctor Who. And then that got totally buried by Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw something like that. I was at my job, and of course I was uh, finding a little moment where I could Facebook, you know, a little bit here and there. And, there. and uh, oh my goodness, I cannot wait. Uh, what do you guys think of Anakin with the little blonde
1: highlights?
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was a little different, but eh, that's fine.
1: That's fine. I bet we'll see a lot of new clones in the, uh, in the Legion leading up to the to next year
2: yes i was wondering how many people are are like remorseful that you know they may have decided to sell their clone kit in favor of you know a first order trooper or you know the new Mimban trooper from solo and now they're like don't mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i do believe we're going to see a resurgence of membership in the clone trooper detachment what say you
2: <laughs> yeah definitely yep
0: Well, here are the new entries to the 501st Costume Reference Library since our last episode. Speaking of the Clone Trooper Detachment, they can always be counted on to have new entries to add or update. This time, it's Phase 2 Kicks and the Clone Wars Trauma Grunt. I like that title, The Trauma Grund. And, of course, there's links there in our show notes. Our Bounty Hunter Guild has finalized the CRL for Zam Wessel, and that costume is now cleared for local-level GML approval. And, at long last, the Praetorian Guard CRL is up. These Scarlet Ninja Warriors are now ready for GML approval. And, as always, you can check out links to all of these CRLs in our show notes. And thanks again to the Legion membership team for all these updates. Hi, this is Steven Stanton, honorary member of the
1: 501st, and you're listening to the 501st Cast. And now, another word from one of our sponsors.
0: Warning. Nine out of ten Jedi and the Surgeon General agree that red lightsabers, especially the ones with Sith Lords still attached to them, can be hazardous to your health. Psst. Hey, over here. Are you a struggling Jedi Padawan and sick and tired of trying to build your very first lightsaber? Or are you constantly losing your weapon and are ashamed to admit it to your master? My name's Sabui, the Saber Guy, and I'm your new best friend. Here at Sabui's Saber Shop, I don't build lightsabers. I collect them. I've got relics from hundreds, even thousands of years ago. And guess what? They all work. This one is from some long-dead Jedi named Numthumb. (laughs) This one's from Nad's descendant, Gonad. Any one of these beauties can be yours, if you've got the right amount of credits. So, remember the three S's, Sabui's Saber Shop, and pay us a visit, if you dare. Sabui's Saber Shop, get a slice of the action. We're located right in the heart of Coruscant's seedy underbelly. Coming soon to Tatooine and Nar Shaddaa. <laughs>
1: Disney put out a call to members of the First and Rebel Legion's Saber Guild and Droid Builders and selected over 100 troopers to march down Main Street, USA and Disneyland at midnight for their force of fandom parade, spotlighting Star Wars costuming groups on both May 3rd and May 9th. 96 people plus 17 droids were selected for May 3rd and 110 people and 12 droids were selected for May 9th. It was after all the first time the Firsts. Or Rebel Legion marched in a parade at Disneyland, so this was a huge deal for our West Coast troopers. In fact, the second night was added as there was so uh, such a huge response from park patrons for the first parade. Volunteers were given um, uh, passes to the park and bracelets to the evening events after the park closed at 8 p.m. At 10.45 p.m., all members had to be standing tall at the downtown Disney Bridge to be taken backstage to suit up and be in position to march. Being backstage was so exciting for our members but they had to follow strict rules about absolutely no photos being taken backstage. Thankfully, on the second night, uh, they were able to at least get a group shot in the re- rehearsal hall. And at 12.01 a.m., they stepped off to the Imperial March being played over loudspeakers. Check out the link to the videos in our show notes. And thanks to Glenn TK602, SoCal Garrison, for that report.
2: And while we did briefly mention last episode that Imperial Sands Garrison had a troop at Legoland California, here's the full report. Imperial Sands Garrison has been trooping at Legoland's California Star Wars weekend since 2006, even before they were a garrison. 2018 was their 13th year. Planning and executing a multi-day, multi-garrison, multi-club event is always one of their biggest challenges of the year. When Legoland approached ISG to start planning for 2018, they announced their decision to go from one Star Wars weekend to two Star Wars weekends on June 2nd and 3rd and June 9th and 10th. Suddenly, one of the most challenging events became doubly so. Nonetheless, the ISG command staff upgraded the spreadsheets and rosters and launched an online sign-up thread on the forums and sent word to major clubs throughout the region. By the end of signups, over 200 troopers and Wranglers signed up for the eight shifts over four days. There were over 50 troopers and Wranglers per shift. Besides many coming from the surrounding regions, there were also friends traveling in from Dune Sea Garrison in Arizona, Duback Garrison in New Mexico, and even Ghost Base in Georgia. Signups included members from the 501st Legion, Rebel Legion, Mandalorian Mercs, Saber Guild, and Droid Builders. ISG rose to the challenge, and everyone did a fantastic job. Their Legoland contacts were very impressed and even told them that the park's general manager had walked through the park incognito and was pleased with the way all of the clubs interacted with the guests. Similar to previous years, their activities included meet-and-greet photos at the Death Star wall, a droid hunt, and judging costume contests. But instead of rehashing all that, ISG's PR officer sent in some special stories collected over the four days of trooping. During one of the costume contests, there were two kids dressed up as an Adat with drivers completely made out of cardboard and paper. They did a fantastic job on the details, even getting the slow stomping and synchronized walk right and the waggling of the head as it was shooting blasters. There was also a little stormtrooper. We had seen him walking around the park during the day, and many troopers had talked to him and his parents. Evidently, most of the armor was Papakura, and it was all hand-sculpted. The details on it were amazing, including the, I don't know what you call the symbol that's on the back plate, the two stripes and the O. In any case, that was all done up with those details, his belt and the E-11 blaster he carried, and he was a natural to win the costume contest. The winner of another costume contest was a homemade Jabba the Hut. When the Master of Ceremonies was talking to him, he responded back in Huttese, and it was Fantastic. Then he did the tongue thing and made all the noises, and all three judges just couldn't stop laughing. ISG member Shane DS62027, one of ISG's Kylo Ren's, shared this story. After lunch, I decided to go out on my own and hang out near the entrance of the park. A family approached me and asked, can we take a photo? Of course, I said yes. As I looked down, I saw this young boy with a button on. The button was blue, but it wasn't a birthday button. With a low visibility, I couldn't read what it said. Then I noticed the dad and son had on the same light blue shirt that said Make-A-Wish across it. We took photos, and then the father came up to me, put his arm around me, and said, thank you so much. We knew it was Star Wars weekend, but didn't expect to see so many costumed people. You are my son's favorite character, and I wanted to say thank you. You not only made his day, but his entire trip. That meant so much to me and made my whole weekend. This is why I love doing what we do in ISG and the 501st. It's why I troop so much, to bring a smile to a family, a child, a parent. Regardless of anything, they make this so worth it all. And in another Make-A-Wish story, Brandon, TK92187 from Southern California Garrison, and Todd, DZ8559 from ISG, were asked to create a get-well video for a boy named Angel, who was not healthy enough to travel to Legoland. They did a phenomenal job, and we'll have a link to that video in our show notes. There are many more wonderful stories and lots of photos from this event, so please check out another link we'll have in our show notes with a photo album of selected photos from all four days. Thanks to Jamie, TI67076, for that report.
0: The Empire outnumbered the Jedi, but both forces worked together to deliver toys and high hopes to the children's home of Pittsburgh on June 20th. R2-D2 made a special appearance and stole the show. Legionnaires were escorted through the facility by security and were able to visit several units and greet more than a dozen children, from infants to middle schoolers, and their families as well. Bringing a smile to the faces of the children was just part of the experience. Troopers also offered much-needed joy to the families, and to the staff members. During their visit, they posed for plenty of pictures, helped build some Lego creations, and even played a game of Uno with the residents. We'll have a link to a Facebook post made by the Children's Home in our show notes. Thanks to Coop SL53355 for that report.
1: Empire City Garrison attended EternalCon on June 16th and 17th at Nassau Coliseum on Long Island, New York. This event was a large pop culture convention with celebrity guests such as uh, William Shatner, Michael Cudlitz, Brandon Routh, Lou Ferrigno, and many more. ECG was joined by members of the Rebel Legion and the Astromic Builders Group, as well as many other customers throughout the day. Although there was no changing area, they were able to make do in the spot behind the backdrop at their table. There was a steady stream of guests to their table and members roamed the floor as well. In addition to the regular photo ops and providing information about our club, ECG also ran a raffle for the First Legion's Make-A-Wish Foundation Endowment Fund with a Sand Trooper helmet donated by AM. Chances were $5 each. On the first day, they took in $250 with an additional $225 added to the donation total on Sunday. They held the drawing live on Facebook at 3 p.m. on Sunday to select and announce the winner. Thanks to Chris, TI6744, and Bill, TK-20177, for that report.
2: Starkiller Garrison once again had a blast invading the Winchester Thurston summer camp. The troops started out with a little Q&A and finding the rebel who stole the Death Star plans, then moved on to team trivia. After that came the outdoor obstacle course, where they got a little wet, but that wasn't a bad thing on a hot summer day. Once they moved back inside, it was time for the Jedi knighting ceremony and then Pizza! Kudos to Coop for coordination and rounding up a big batch of toy donations. And thanks to Greg SL2936 for that report.
0: For the third year, Starkiller Garrison invaded the Westmoreland Art and Heritage Festival with over 25 troopers and rebels. And this year, their booth was moved inside an on site garage instead of being outdoors under a tent. Although the weather was great, their new location was better with just the same amount of visitors to their table. In fact, they were able to connect with someone who had just moved to Pennsylvania from Seattle and he has a working R2-D2. The garrison is hoping he'll reach out and start trooping with them soon. The event host was great and fed our troopers both days of the festival, which is always a plus. After trooping on Saturday, members desuited suited to check out the festival. As they were walking around, a little boy saw Jim, TD-11029's stormtrooper shirt and asked him where the stormtroopers were. They had to break the news to him that they would be back tomorrow. The troopers learned he has autism and last year he saw them but was very scared and wouldn't come over. Since then, he's watched videos showing members suiting up and learning that we are mommies and daddies wearing these costumes. After our troopers were done talking to the boy and his mother, they discussed what they could do. Jim went to find them and instructed them to meet back at the garage so they could meet a sand trooper. Most members had already taken their totes back to their cars, but they all watched as this little boy beamed at the sight of a real sand trooper and wanted to take him home. Way to go, Trooper. Check out the link we'll have in our show notes to some photos on Facebook. Thanks
1: to Gina, DZ11277, for that report. And back to Empire City Garrison. They attended an outdoor screening of Star Wars The Last Jedi, put on by the town of Oyster Bay on Long Island, New York. This event was held the evening of Saturday, July 7th. Our members, Troop, all the patrons gathered to get prime seats to watch the movie. The event was well attended, with a steady stream of kids and adults throughout the night. There were vendors and local businesses with tables and different games and raffles, and some very enthusiastic young Taekwondo students who gave a demonstration of their skills. Thankfully, the weather did cooperate, and it was clear, not too hot, and as the sun began to set, the movie began to roll. Our members all had a great time taking photos with guests, handing out cards, and getting the crowd hyped up for the movie. We'll have a link to a photo in our show notes, and thanks to Chris TB 6744 for that report.
2: On Sunday, July 8th, a combined nine members from Carolina Garrison, Rebel Legion's Blue Ridge Base, and Talon Clan of the Mandalorian Mercs converged on Victory Junction Camp in Randleman, North Carolina to help kick off their Shoot for the Stars week. Victory Junction Camp provides year-round camp experiences for children with serious or chronic medical conditions, always at no cost to their families. It was founded in 2004 in honor of Adam Petty, a fourth-generation race car driver from the famous Petty family. Adam's passion for racing was equaled only by his compassion for others, especially children. Between races, he often visited children in pediatric hospitals. After his tragic death in a racing accident, Adam's family and friends came together to realize his dream of a camp to serve children with serious medical conditions. Our troopers spent a little time at the check-in area, visited the cabins, went down to the lake to visit the kids that were fishing, got to check out a very cool indoor kickball field, and hit the basketball court where a couple of mandos and a sand trooper trying to shoot some baskets. Not sure how well they could see the baskets, but good (laughs) on them. They ended their visit at the arts and crafts area. Both the kids, the camp counselors, and all the troopers had a great time despite the heat. Thanks to Lewis, DZ6570, for that report.
0: I'm wondering if on that basketball court, there was a contest between the Sand Trooper and the Mandalorian mercenaries there to see who could uh, shoot better. Sorry, I just had to throw a little pun in there. (laughs) (laughs) This past weekend was the Magus San Diego Comic-Con International. One of the highlights of the show for Legion members is the 501st Bash. This year, it was so off the charts that the Orange County Register even did a write-up of just the Bash itself in their newspaper. We'll have a link to the full article with photos in our show notes. But here's the text. It says, It's hard work ruling the galaxy, so when members of the Empire want to cut loose at Comic-Con International, they do it in style in Tiki style. Friday night, July 20th, Darth Vader's loyal 501st Legion and the local chapter, the Imperial Sands Garrison, held an epic bash at the San Diego Central Library and even invited the Rebel Legion, Mandalorian Mercs, and Droid Builders. They are all volunteer organizations made up of fans who dress like the characters from the Star Wars franchise. Last night's event was themed around both Star Wars and Tiki, and was put on both for fun, and also as a fundraiser for the Shawnee Foundation, a local charity in San Diego that helps kids with cancer lead normal lives, said Leslie Farquhar with the 501st Legion. So everyone did casual Tiki costume outfits along that theme, and really were creative with it. Farquhar said the groups were able to raise more than $10,000 for the charity in one night. The big-ticket item was an original, fully functional and in great condition 1980s Dig Dug Arcade Game, which sold for $1,000. Another San Diego Comic-Con activity that a couple of our members and honorary members had a hand in was the Huge Magic Wheelchair Presentation, where seven amazing kids were gifted incredibly detailed and elaborate costumes that incorporate their wheelchairs. There was Pose X-Wing, a boga for Commander Cody, a Jedi starfighter for Anakin, Luke Skywalker in the Ranker's Grasp, a Droidica fit for a Sith Lord, a TIE striker for Kylo Ren, and a rocky coast filled with Porgs for Rey. If you haven't already seen photos or videos from this presentation in your feed, be sure to check out the links in our show notes.
1: On July 21st, Bloodfin Garrison was honored to be invited to the Emily Hobbs Memorial Scholarship 5K run. This was the first annual run to honor um, Emily, a young lady who loved Star Wars. She sadly passed away suddenly from cardiac arrest while training. The event was put together by Shelly, DZ51926, and Jason, SL60396. And they were joined by Scott, TX62000, Jeff, TX76161, Kalen, ID82887, and Steven, TI12555. Neighboring Northern Darkness Garrison also sent troopers, Brent ST one four 14034 and Mark TK4584. Last but not least, our 501st troopers were joined by five members from the Rebel Legion and four from the Mandalorian Mercs. This inaugural event was a great success, just like Emily Hobbs. Thanks to Scott TX62000 for that report.
0: And now yet another word from one of our sponsors. <laughs> Hello again. I'm Sabui, the Saber Guy, and I've got the biggest underground collection of antique lightsabers in the galaxy. One of these beauties can be yours for the right price if. Oops. Better run before the Coruscanti Fuzz catches up to me.
1: Give it a and come along quietly. You're sorry you were the last stolen artifact.
0: Stang. And the name's Sabui. Well, well, well. Sabui, the Saber Guy. We finally got you at last. Oh, put a nerf stake in it, fuzzman. How rude. Now let's see here. You've been apprehended
1: with quite an assortment of stolen Jedi and Sith lightsabers. Some purported to be a hundred years old. I think the Chancellor himself will have a keen interest
0: in this case. Not if I can help it. Caveat! That's right, I'm Caveat, the Coruscant Public Defender. Don't let a humiliating scenario like this happen to you especially when incompetent fuzz droids are relegated to law enforcement.
1: Hey, I resemble that remark.
0: Yeah, my patrol droids are more than adequate for this job. I arrest my case. Remember, the Regional Governor and even the Chancellor himself have proven themselves to be without compassion to the falsely charged. When you find yourself caught in a pair of legal binders, get yourself out of them with caveat, the Coruscant Public Defender. Free at last. Thanks, Kev. Now I have time to go and meet my supplier, a lovely young arms dealing mercenary named Tana Light Hey, Sabui, my partner got killed while procuring this old black lightsaber you wanted. My price just tripled. I can pay you two thousand now and fifteen more when we reach Mandalore. Aha! So you're the female Mandalorian behind the black lightsaber theft at the Jedi Temple. You're coming with us! Not if I can help it. I'll oh, forget it. Thanks, Kev. From dilapidated droids to the top fuzz guy himself, no amount of fuzz is too much for the Coruscant Public Defender. Say, uh, Tana. What, Sabui? It looks to me like you could use a new partner. <laughs> I like the way you think, Sabui. Sabui Saber Shop and the Coruscant Public Defender. Be sure to check out our new fly-through wedding services coming soon to Cloud City. (laughs) Upcoming
2: events. (laughs) On September 22nd, our Dutch garrison will be sending a large group to a Pink Ribbon Walk. They'll be joined by several Galactic Academy members, and they'll be walking a 10K in costume to raise awareness and money for the Pink Ribbon Charity. Many of the stormtroopers will be sporting special pink ribbon shoulder bells for the occasion. We'll have a link to their team donation page in our show notes. And speaking of charity walks, our Starkiller Garrison will be appearing at the third annual Mutt Strut on September 15th. The event's purpose is to raise funds for local veterans in need of service dogs. Whether visible or invisible wounds, these dogs are proven to cause life-changing and life-saving results. So if you're in the Pittsburgh PA area, consider lending your support.
0: Oh, it says uh, Hillsides in August, Joe, and then there's nothing there. So am I supposed to add yeah. the ball? Oh, my. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, well I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Uh, Hillsides, of course, is a uh, children's group home. Some refer to it as an orphanage, but officially it's a children's group home that is in Pasadena, California. And uh, ever since 2011, uh, uh, well, I've been organizing a Star Wars visit there every summer and as of uh, a few years ago, uh, every uh, December as well. So twice a year we go and visit Hillsides and uh Every summer now, this is the fifth year in a row that we're doing a patch. This is the final year that we're doing a patch. Uh, Usually, the patches are two inches wide. Now, this one is going to be four inches wide uh, because it's the last patch. Why not, right? And it just commemorates our visit. And, of course, all the children get one. All the staff members get one. And then, of course, all the costumers and wranglers or squires uh, also get one. And that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, So, yeah, this is the eighth year in a row that we're visiting hillsides. And I'm always excited about it. And, uh, you know, it's a big deal to me. It's really the only troop that I do uh, in the Legion anymore because I'm a crusty old member. What can I say? Uh, I've only been a member of the 501st since uh, just before Celebration Anaheim. But I've been doing the costume club thing for well over 10 years and I'm uh, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it and of course Hillsides now for 8 years in a row uh, so and uh, Hillsides was featured, this visit was featured in uh, well there's an article I did uh, on StarWars.com about it, a guest blog uh, a few years ago and it's been in uh, Insider Magazine and Tracks. so it's, uh, it's a big deal, you know we get uh, members, I think usually on average we get about 60 to 65 costumers from uh, pretty much all the clubs and uh, as well as a droid builder friend, R2D2 comes and visits so more about this next time i think once the event is done it's going to be on august 4th and i can't
1: wait how many do you have uh, so far signed up nino you know? oh it's fa- it's full um
0: let's see here we've got oh, there's a there's a cap uh, yeah, there is a cap for fire safety reasons. I mean, yeah, if okay. if if I had kept it limitless, we'd probably be in the hundreds. Um, but I have to keep it, uh, you know, a little bit over 60 is okay. But, you know, we, we get on average about 20 from the 501st, uh, about 10 or a dozen from the Rebel Legion, about 20 from the Mercs, and uh, 10 to a dozen from Saber Guild. It's, it's sort of like a little mini convention. You hardly ever see that many customers at an event. For more upcoming events, be sure to check out our friends at Roku Depot. They publish a data burst from the 501st, which contains upcoming events from as many of our Legion units as they can gather data from. That's Roku Depot, R-O-Q-O-O-D-E-P-O-T dot com. Member shoutout.
1: This episode, we'd like to give a shout out to Jeffrey DZ10008 from Bast Alpha Garrison. He joined the Fiber First in December of 2012 and is currently serving as his garrison's commanding officer. He just completed a task that no other Tuscan raider has done 250 troops as a Tuscan. Congrats on your milestone, Jeffrey.
0: As always, our official home on the web is 501st.com slash podcast, where you can post your feedback and comments and listen to previous episodes of the show. The 501st cast is an easy way to catch up on a few weeks of Legion news while driving, at the office, or working out. But if you're looking for up-to-the-minute news, you'll need to get it from our social media feeds like Facebook and Twitter. Just look us up on Facebook as the Five O First Legion, or go to Facebook.com slash the 501 legion. You can also follow us on Twitter as at 501 legion, or go to Twitter twittercom 501 legion. Join in the discussion as thousands of fellow fans share their passion for drooping, Star Wars, and charity. And don't forget you can listen to this podcast on our website, on iTunes, Stitcher, and the Star Wars Podcasts Android app. The 501st Legion is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. While it is not sponsored by Lucasfilm Limited, it is Lucasfilm's preferred Imperial Costuming Group. Star Wars, its characters, costumes and all associated items are the intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright and trademark Lucasfilm Limited.
1: All rights reserved.
0: That's it, troopers. Join us next time on the
1: 501st cast. In this episode we climb about the clone uh, aboard, right? We climb aboard
2: Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all, that's all. sorry.
0: <laughs> they had to break the news to him that the the, the uh, I lost my place. There's a blooper. They had to break the news to him. Uh, they man, am I reading things wrong here? Oh, oh no,
2: I think I have a typo somewhere in there.
0: Uh, somewhere in there, there is. Yeah, my eyes just kind of fell off the edge of the screen like a cliff. Oh, okay, well that that that's gonna be a funny one. Another San Diego Comic-Con activity that a couple of our members and honorary members had ha- <laughs> I need new glasses. I see your point, sir.